You're listening to the Sleepy Games Podcast. Hey, here's the deal. When life gives you lemons, just say fuck the lemons and bail. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Sleepy Games Podcast. We are your hosts, James Games and Sleepy John. How you doing, Sleepy John? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I am fantastic, and I'm fantastic because we have a special show for today. This is our 10th show. Can you believe that? That's crazy, man. <laughs> Time flies. And so we Wait, did... does, hold on. Does that mean that Quentin Tarantino thinks that we're making dog shit after this? Is that, oh, is that how... <laughs> yes, this, yes, so this might be our last podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? Quentin Tarantino does 10, <laughs> we do 10. That's how it is. <laughs> we've, we've peaked... Yeah, this is the peak. Yeah, it's only downhill from here. Um, no, but no, the reason I'm excited is because for the 10th episode, we wanted to have um, our first special guest here on the show. He's going to be here any minute. So, But, but before we uh, introduce him, we want to start off the show how we normally do. And we go over the homework that we have each week. Um, but, th- but our homework was different this week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit different. It was uh, music recommendations instead of a uh, movie, so... Yeah. So, I, I want to go into that first before I talk about what I saw this week. So, you had me watch the Iron, the new Iron Maiden song that came out last year called Writings, Writings on the Wall. Yeah. And you had me listen to this, but made sure to make sure to watch the music video Yeah. when I listened. And I can totally understand why you had me do that. Because that was basically a mini movie that felt that felt like a mix of uh, Mad Max, Star Wars, and Lord of the Rings, all wrapped up in one. Yeah, and then, and then at the end, it felt like uh, it was like the new a new telling of Adam and Eve. I was like, it got <laughs> much more religious than I expected. <laughs> yeah, that was uh... I about the Grim Reaper. It seemed and all the symbolism with that. But I was fascinated yeah. by the animation and everything. But but I would be curious to know what you think because I, I I was I was captivated by it the whole time. Well, I, like, what did you think of the music though? I mean, the video, yeah. It's, but it's funny you bring that up because I was actually sticking it in my head after the video was over. Like that chorus is catchy as hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like well, got... I, I didn't even mean it to. Like I wasn't expecting it to be that catchy because I'm not the biggest fan of Iron Maiden. Like I probably couldn't tell you even one or two songs by them, but. You saying how, you know, because th- they were popular in, what, the 80s? I'd say that was their, their, their definite glory time, along with, like, you know, how, like, Metallica, you know, uh, Megadeth, all those guys yeah, uh, during the 80s. Yeah. And, and I definitely remember hearing their sound and then hearing this, like, I felt like it could have gone toe-to-toe. Like, if you told me, like, oh, this song actually came out a year ago and this one actually came out 40 years ago, I've been like, really? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's crazy, eh? Yeah, so... I, I totally understand why you had me listen to it. Um, I might add it to the rotation. It could, could be a good workout mix, maybe. You you, ha- you had homework as well. What was it? My homework was uh, to watch the video "Ghosts" again by Depeche Mode. And? Uh, yeah, no, it was pretty good. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say I was like the, like the biggest Depeche Mode fan or anything like that. So I mean, I'm not gonna. It's not like I've listened to all their, you know, their, their whole album catalog and all that stuff. Uh, but was a pretty good song. I like the video. Uh, it, it is interesting to watch artists kind of grow and change and mature with their music. And I, I find that that definitely 
was present in that song. Because uh, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they, they were pretty big in the 80s too, I think, right? Yes, they were. Yeah, the 80s yeah. and early 90s. And, uh, and yeah. the, the, the song's about, like, I think one of their band members passed away. Yeah. I, 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 funnily enough, that I, I guess, like, I didn't really look into, you know, deeply, I guess, what the song was about. But I, I, I kind of got it as uh, people kind of losing touch, I think, was, was the interpretation I got from it. So... Ah, uh, yeah. As, as life goes on, and then you kind of, you know, you lose touch with people. So, and I guess death would be a way to lose touch. So. <laughs> it is. Well, it's, it's interesting yeah. about that because I interpret it as, as uh, like, you know, you're gone, but eventually we'll we'll be gone too, and then we'll meet again. Like we'll all be ghosts together. You know? Right. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, what oh, I that's, that's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was a good song. I, I enjoyed it. It was. Uh, it's, it's, Pretty catchy too for, you know, Depeche Mode, like I said, uh, and yeah, just going back to the whole thing, like it, it seems that some people can continue to, uh, produce quality content past 10. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, when they're way past their prime. <laughs> there's, there's, there's hope for us yet, man. Yeah, I know, I know. So I'm, I'm leaning towards us, you know, continuing the show after this. That's what I'm. <laughs> yeah, the the best is is hopefully yet to come. Exactly. Yeah, it was a nice change of pace with the homework for uh, for music. So we might we might switch it up every now and again. So moving on, I want to talk about uh, at least something. One thing that we saw this week. Well, at least for me, something I saw this week that kind of related to one of the movies we spoke to a few weeks ago. And it's, so it's the same, it's a movie that the same director who did Your Name. And I know I had you watch that and it was, it was great because I've never seen this director. Um, uh, I've never seen any of his movies in theaters before. And the, the new movie that came out is called Susume. Oh yeah, I, I actually heard that was quite good. I didn't realize it was the same director. The same director. Ah, so, that makes so of sense. course, you of course you know the animation style is going to be gorgeous, and it absolutely right. was. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't wish I could pause the movie when I was in the theaters. Be like, I just want to take it in longer, you know? Because like I, I do know he's, he's notorious for extend, extending certain shots, and I, I kind of just wanted to hold just. A, a few seconds longer, just let me take it in a little bit more. But as far as the, as the, as the movie as a whole, it's, it's not as good as your name. It was more about the situation at hand than than, than the characters. So the the director is notorious for always in, in uh, incorporating natural disasters into the conflicts mm. of the film, like how he did with the comet for your name, and then with this incorporating earthquakes. And kind of right. how they're they're created in, in Japan. Earthquakes are a much larger issue. As far as where the story goes, it, 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 it takes some some twists and turns you don't expect, and that that's what kept me engaged for the most part. But there, it was a little long. There was literally a twenty minute sequence in the film that could have been cut. It just felt like a road trip Ooh. sequence. that kind of like put the that's a lot. It, it, yeah, the movie kind of went to a screeching halt and. Right when it had this huge, cl- what I thought was going to be the climax, and then something happened, and then we're just in a car on a road trip, and it's like, what uh, are we doing here? What's happening? I, I have a question. <laughs> yes, what is it? Does it have a James Bond-style intro again, like it did in your name? It does not. Ah, okay, well, that's good, at least, then, if it's yeah. already running long as it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that did 
<laughs> they knew what they're doing. I'm, I'm sure there probably was a song. They're like, guys, we gotta cut something here. And, but that's, uh, <laughs> I think that's quite telling, though. The fact that there's no song, it tells you it might be a bit underwhelming. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, if you had a song, you're just like, we're gonna blow it out of the water, guys. Can't waste people's time with this. This intro, otherwise. I really, I really thought there was a song coming. Like there was, we we're literally uh, like twenty five minutes in the movie already, and mm-hmm. then the intro came in. Like after this kind of action scene came through, it was like yeah. boom, Susume, and then music came in, but then it ended like ten seconds later. I was like, oh, oh I was, I was in a way, I was kind of hoping for the song. I was getting hyped up after that scene. Kept you on your toes. Exactly, but uh, but I, I do recommend it. It, it, it is, it's probably just as beautiful to look at as far as the animation style mm-hmm. and i i did watch in the english dub the english dub was great the voice actors were phenomenal I, I don't know who they were i haven't heard them in anything else but but i was pretty impressed and yeah i, I mean like it's just nice seeing anime in theaters because i feel like it's becoming more and more mainstream nowadays that's what i got to watch this week so it's a recommendation so, all right. You ready to get to the theme of the show? You ready I'm to get to John? Yeah. Because our guest just came in. He's here. He's live. <laughs> He's very excited because uh, we, we want to go into more about love and hated type films, like some films that are universally loved that some people hate, and we want to know why they hate it. So, we I want to introduce the guest right now, and... Because of the theme of the show, he's the reason why we brought him on. <laughs> Do, is there a name you want us to call you? Or you want me just to... I mean, just my name. Just your name? <laughs> so, so this is Seth. Seth and I have been friends for, for how long now? I guess almost 11 years, something like that. 11 years? And Sleepy John has met Seth. It was a couple of years ago. A couple yeah. of years ago. I think we played golf together, if I remember. Yes, we did. Yeah. I That's forgot right. about that. Oh, we yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a beautiful, you know, beautiful sunny day in Baltimore there. Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that good at it, so he could have been better than me. It wouldn't have been surprising. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm glad you, you messed me, John. Because that, that's, that's really going to help with uh, you know what we got going on today. But as far as when we met, so that was 11 years ago. Do you remember the first movie we talked about? I mean, I'm guessing it's something to do with Batman. Yes, it was Dark Knight Rises. It was. Okay, it, was. Yeah, yeah, it was right around that time. Yeah. And 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 I know you could you could see the excitement level I had talking about that movie, and then just sharing that excitement with you. You know, I never like you know I, th- there's some friends of mine I, I feel like you know, wouldn't get it or just be like, yeah, it was a fun movie, blah, 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 and not really go into it that much. But you, you want to get the nitty gritty in it with me. And I was all for it, man. Yeah, I think, that's a- <laughs> I think that was our first bonding moment because like, I'm a big comic book guy, you're a big Batman guy, you know, it's all, it all mixed together. Yes. Hit it off right off the bat. And here we are a decade later. I know, here we, who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> we can't stop quoting them, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so... So was it school or something that you guys met, or was it... Yeah, it was. I moved to Baltimore right after, right after college, just for work, and then my girlfriend, now wife, you know, who was living in Towson still, and, you know, all her friends and everything like that, and met through that, and uh, I guess you were friends, the two of you were friends in college. Yes, yeah. 
I, I was friends with Seth's wife before uh, they even met. And I'm, I'm so glad she, she chose you. Me too. Yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, she, she definitely couldn't ask for a better guy. So. I, I just remember going into it. I, I was coming over because I lived a couple hours away still at the time. So I'd be coming in on weekends. I was like, all right, you're going to meet this guy, James. You're going to love him. He's great. He, you guys have so much in common. It's going to be it's going to be so much fun this whole weekend. It's going to be great. I didn't realize she was hurting me up that much. Oh, yeah. She, she, <laughs> she, she was my hype woman. She, That's right. <laughs> she nearly breaking bad at you. She nearly, oh, my God. <laughs> Don't give me some of the fucking bad stuff. We, we, we can't bring that up today. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So I'm just, let's get back to it. So there are three films that I want to go into off the bat where at least one of us, well, and we're switching it up, like at least one of us hates this movie, which one of us loves it. We'll go into a discussion as to why our thoughts are the way they are. And we'll just go from there. So I want to take a backseat on the first one. And I kind of want, I kind of want Seth to, to to bring up his take. Oh man, you want me to start it off? I want you to start it off. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, All right, you, you so, ready for this? So, Elf, no pressure. Elf can't stand it. Terrible. Elf can't stand it. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's a Christmas classic. It's so great. It's so funny." No, awful, cringy, not funny, awkward. Can't do it. I've probably seen that like four or five times. All the way through. Yeah, and. Each time there's not, it's not like a re- redeeming quality. No. Like, I mean, I, even, even like how much like Will Ferrell like like see that's the thing dedicates I, himself to I, the role. I think it's pre Will Ferrell hitting his stride. Pre Will Ferrell, like it's like afterwards is when he gets like the Anchorman, the Step Brothers, the Talladega Knights, like all those come afterwards, and it's like he hadn't quite figured out who he was yet. It was after old school. Yeah, but he wasn't the star of that. He was not. He was still supporting. Well, I don't know about I don't know about Super John, but I I 100% disagree with you. <laughs> I, well, I, that's, that's the point. Yes, I, I I think probably every scene that you probably find infuriating or like it's not funny, I find hilarious. You have characters in Elf that I feel bounce off each other very well. I think that's what makes James Caan's character great. Like I feel like people who don't can't stand Will Ferrell will like his character. Is like, yeah, that's how I'll be. That's how I'll be acting. Like, who, who, the, who the hell is this fucking guy, like, just walking into my life thinking I'm his dad? Like, come on. <laughs> it's, see, it's funny, because I, I was looking at something where, like, the scene where they do the DNA test. And yes. you figure out, oh, he is your son. Like, the next thing they do is like, oh, yeah, just bring him home and just make him forget all about being an elf. It's like, that doesn't seem like something that would ever work. Like, this guy clearly needs some kind of actual help, you know? And, it's just, and that's, you know, that good old John Favreau cameoing as the doctor. Well, he's the director of this I know, film. I know, yeah. Shout out to John Favreau. This was pre, you know, pre-MCU, pre-Mandalorian days, all that good stuff. Pre-Iron Man. Yeah. And, yeah, and, oh, what's the other thing? Oh, yeah. So he was, you know, three times the size as everybody else in the North Pole, yet they never built him accommodations to fit his size after living there for 30 years. Wow, you really like <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I went I went full inconsistencies here. And, so so, so and like and the thing about elves number one thing they do is build stuff. And yes. they never decided to build a bed that was fit for a guy who's six three. So you think you think it's more of like a cheap gag they're doing? It's like, oh, it's like 
this is kind of lazy. Yeah, every I mean, way they just okay. This yeah, is, okay. And it's just I don't know. That's I didn't find it funny. I didn't find him. I didn't find his character endearing. Like some of his later characters are kind of they're goofballs and they're weird and they don't really you know they're very fish out of water, but they're endearing. This one is just like I'm just an elf and I'm gonna do crazy things. I can understand where you're coming from because if you can't buy into that character at all, then what's gonna be funny about it? Exactly. Huh. So, Sabi John, what do you think? Is there a take you have for Elf? I don't know if you said if you enjoy or not. Uh, I, I I like the movie. Uh, I think with with Will Ferrell, he he always seems to be a divisive, yes. uh, like yeah, actor. Like so, some people just can't stand the guy. So uh, I I think that because I've heard a lot of people don't like that movie too and I think yeah it's, it's a good choice because of the divisiveness and I I, I don't know I mean uh, I, I, I guess people. I'd love to know. <laughs> what's that? they put me in contact with them <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start a club <laughs> the anti-elf club here we go I, I guess I never really took it that seriously and also I'm a pretty big fan of James Caan so uh, he, I don't know, I, like, so I, I think I just like anything that he's in. And kind of like James said too, like, uh, if you don't really like Will Ferrell, I feel like, yeah, having James gone in there will kind of help. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's just it. Like, he seems annoyed the whole movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, mean, I think that was definitely, he was definitely like the straight man. In the movie. Yeah, he, like, he, what, he nails that. Why, why are you messing with my life? I, I, don't, I don't get this. What's going on? I, I feel like sometimes he might have been thinking that to himself. He's like, I'm fucking James Conn. What am I doing? In this movie? <laughs> what is this movie? <laughs> I, was, I was in The Godfather. Why like this, this is how I like it. Like on the on the on the tail end of my career, this is what I'm doing. Oh my god! That's the thing. I'm not. A, I'm not a Will Ferrell hater because I love a lot. Yeah, of his, you do. I, I love a lot reason. of his later movies. It's just this one, you know. Just mm. can't do it. Can't do it. And as far as Christmas movies go, there's so many other ones that I'd rather watch than Elf. That's how I was gonna bring up because I, I I agree. I mean, I think Elf is one of the best Christmas movies. Obviously, I do think Die Hard is the best. And mm-hmm. so, as far as where would Elf rank? Like, or, but but you do like Christmas movies for the most part. You just don't. No, you just don't like I them? don't like. I don't like a ton of Christmas movies. Like the ones I like, I really like. Okay. For the most part, you know, they're background noise. Like they're on. Fine. Okay. I don't really. They all are kind of the same thing. But like the number one Christmas movie for me though is um, Muppet Christmas Carol. It's a classic. Which one? Is that the one that's Michael Caine in it? Yeah. yeah. Michael Caine, yes. Yeah. yeah, the Muppet Christmas Carol, yeah. Oh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know if I've seen that. Oh, well, you got it. Oh, on Disney Plus. I guess I do. Ooh, okay. I think when, when Christmas season rolls around, I think we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You gotta keep this going until then. Yeah, no. Take that, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. All right. I think that's good for Elf. Yeah. 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 You have anything else to say? No. You good? Get off your chest? I vent it. I feel better. You did? I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I'm, it's out there in the world now. Good. That, that's what we're here for, man. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm glad, like, one, one person at a time. Therapy. Yeah. Therapy. Right. There you go. There, there's a segment for you. Movie therapy. Movie therapy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So... Next is next is G Sleepy John. 
So your your choice of movie is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Now Forgetting Sarah Marshall to me is like top twenty comedies of all time. Top ten. Damn. Yes. Priscilla's top ten. It's, it's a great <laughs> top Maybe top fifteen. The movie is hilarious. It's yes. Awesome. Top to bottom. But we want wow. you speak your piece first, since you hate it. You you just let us know. Take it, Sleepy John. I I would say the only redeeming part of that movie is Paul Rudd and and his like two minute cameo or whatever. Uh, otherwise, I, I hated it. The, the The main character is really really bothersome to watch. Like he's just feeling sorry for himself the entire movie. I don't know why anyone would even want to like interact with that guy. He like, and I, I get that that's part of the humor, but it's just. I, I don't know. Like, he's just constantly just feeling sorry for himself the whole time. I think that they go for the cheap gags with, like, just, like, straight-up penis shots, which I think that there was a couple movies that had that shock value around the same time. Like, Borat did the same thing. Uh, and, and I think that when you're going for that super low-hanging fruits... <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, he did. It, he did. It, he did it. <laughs> I, I think that that kind of speaks yeah, volumes. Gags, to, geez. Yeah, to, to the type of comedy that you're you're trying to do. Okay, I mean, so I want to ask you first. So, like, similar to what we did with Will Ferrell, do you not like anything with Jason Siegel? Do you have something against Jason Siegel? I, 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 for movies, I can't really say I've seen another movie with them in. That's off the top of my head. I know that he was in the How I Met Your Mother. Yes. I didn't, I, I was pretty indifferent towards that show. I mean, it's one of those things. If it's on, like, if I'm on a plane and it happens to be on, because I know that I took a couple of flights where that show was on, I'll watch it if there's nothing else. I don't, I don't hate it. It's okay. Like, and I, I guess I don't hate him. Like, I, I don't. I don't have anything to compare him to. Otherwise, I, I haven't really seen him in anything else. I don't think. Did you watch what is it? Shrinking that came out recently. Uh, Shrinking is a is a TV show with it's Jason Segel and Harrison Ford. Very similar kind of humor. It's a, it's a Bill Lawrence show. Which no, I can't say I've seen that one. I, I haven't even heard of it. It's pretty. Ha- Harrison Ford too. Yeah, yeah. Jason Segel and Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford on TV. Harrison I've never Ford. seen him on TV <laughs> in a comedy. In a, yeah, it's a kind of, well, I guess it's a dramedy. Yeah, dramedy. Yeah, but okay. But he, yeah, Harrison Ford kills it in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he's a, he's very James Con. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 to put it he's very James. <laughs> Except good. Ouch. <laughs> no, but uh, no. So Jason Siegel, uh, Jason Siegel holds a special place in my heart. But before I get into that, so you mentioned Paul Rudd earlier for forgetting Star Marshall being this scene stealer. Now, did you, you know there's a movie with Jason Segel and Paul Rudd called, called I Love You, Man? Uh, you're right. Actually, I did see that one in theaters. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, it was... That was a little bit more I, awkward. That, that, though, yeah, I can't yeah. humor, and that's, yeah. that's an awkward one. So, yeah, again, I don't I don't have anything against him. It, it, like, I, I guess he's never wowed me with anything, so I think he's a very... If I see Jason Segel, to me... It'll be something that I guess will kill an hour or two. <laughs> uh, wait, so it's interesting too how you you brought up that Paul Rudd was the only scene stealer. So I consider Freaking Star Marshall have a fantastic supporting cast, not just Jason Segel, because you, I, I th- and I think everyone's bringing their A game. Especially this was the movie that introduced Russell Brand. 
I never saw Russell Brand before this movie. And I thought he was kind of a scene stealer on his own, especially when it was the scenes with him, Jason Segel, and uh, Kristen B- Mila Kunis. And they would just throw Jonah Hill's guy in there. And Jonah Hill! Oh my god, Jonah Hill! Him around. How did which, I forget about Jonah Hill? Its, which got its own spin-off movie because of it. That's... <laughs> I get him to the Greek, I think? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he was the same... Yeah, he was the, he was the only... Like familiar or the same character that was played from Fingers Harry Marshall. Yeah, there's nobody else. Jonah Hill was somebody. Well, I guess Harry Marshall. She had a cameo. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Jonah Hill was in it, but he was a different character. Yes, but getting back to Fingers Harry Marshall, Jonah Hill also he was his every scene. He yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had the line from Six to Midnight when he's watching Russell Brand singing uh, "Inside of Me." Oh, yeah. Inside you. You're gonna get with the copyright. <laughs> I know. I, I thought you said you lost problem. your voice, man. It sounds like you got it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess it's helping me, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, when, when he's watching uh, that performance, he's like, I think I just went six, six to midnight. Forgot <laughs> <laughs> about that. Uh, I mean, and then the, uh, the opera and he finally comes at the end is great. Yeah, especially for a fan of, 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 of Muppets. Like yeah, yourself, love them. Muppets and puppets, and, and Bill Hader in there, and Bill Hader mix him in. Bill Hader is one of the best characters. Dude, you know, like any of the supporting characters in this, like, like, like Bill Hader w- was just like everything he touched was gold. There's Jonah even, Hill was, was doing screen, great. Yeah. You're just on the screen, yeah. Because I'm sure, like for those for actors like that, you just put them out there. You give them some kind of guidelines on how to act and what to say, but they're probably ad libbing so many things. I think for me, because you're talking about supporting cast, is that this is like the the quintessential lipstick on a pig. The movie is too terrible. I don't think there's any supporting cast on the planet that can redeem it. All right, it's, it's dog let's, shit. Let's let, <laughs> wow. Let, let's 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 dial it back and talk about like the basis of this of the movie now. So, <laughs> with with Jason Siegel's character. I can understand how some guys can relate to his character and how some guys cannot. You see where I'm going with this, Sleepy John? Mm. This is kind of like that, uh, what is that, what is that other one you got me to watch there, uh, 500 Days of Summer? Yes. What yeah, it, it, I hate that movie for the same reason. It's one of the best chick flicks ever, baby. Yeah, it, it, it's awful. <laughs> it, it, it's just painful to watch. It's the same thing. Like, if, if this was my buddy, I would be slapping him consistently until he kind of came to his senses. And I was like, okay, fine. Now you finally sound like a human being. Like, I just had to slap you like 500 times. <laughs> was, was that was this movie the origin of the Jason Segel sad man character he does forever now? I mean, he wasn't that I love you, man. He was a different character than that, I would say. Yeah, but I mean, like a lot of his roles, he's sad man. Yeah, yeah, he did get kind of typecast into that. He just, he just has good sad face. He does. Mm. And I love him for it. So I love Jason Siegel, and I have a special connection with Jason Siegel. For you know, for those that don't know, I was actually a stand-in for him on a TV show. Oh, do, do you know what that is, Sleepy John? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm assuming it's a uh, scene where the actor's not actually there, but it looks like the actor's there, and that would be you playing him, or am I wrong? Uh, that's that's a that's a double. Um, oh, so I don't know what a stand-in is. So, so enlighten me. So, so, so stand-in someone who who helps set up the scene. So as far as like get the camera ready, get the lighting all all set up. So when he comes on t- to set. 
everything's good to go. You know, it's no okay. wasting time for him right. to be there. Like, because I'm I'm the same build complexion as as Jason Siegel, so that's why I, I acted out the scene, make sure the camera's right spot, lights real. I don't good. think you're the same build at all. Height, maybe. So, so I, I don't know they, if he's a they, tall guy, but they, they care they care more about height and complexion than anything else. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, because of that, I, I got to work with him for like four months. On this show, like every day, and like just him knowing my name was the coolest thing. <laughs> so I, I, I've always, in like, and this is and before I even did this. This was like six years ago, or no, not six, four, four years ago. I did this, and um, he, he was the sweetest guy, super genuine, doesn't have like that Hollywood persona at all. But what I'm saying here is, I'm a little biased <laughs> when when it comes to Jason Siegel. Uh, Especially after the experience I've had, but he's—he's he's not the one that wrote the movie, is he? He's just an actor. I think he did help write the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> like, like, like I—I I, I don't want to say he was like he was the right the main writer. Right. He definitely yeah, one of like the main producers, or like had a uh, lot of say with how the character is supposed to be. You know. Okay. Well, then, yeah. So. Then, yeah, he was the I, writer. I take back. He was the writer. He was the primary writer. <laughs> okay, okay, he's the primary writer. So yes, <laughs> I, I, I definitely believe. I definitely believe Ooh. that he, Ooh. that he took a lot of himself and incorporated into that character. And I know there are guys that can relate to that. I mean, I, I mean, I can relate. I mean, that's why it's, I think it's funny. But like, obviously, it's, it's very, very much exaggerated. You know, some people can find that funny. Some people can't. So, so you you found zero redeeming qualities in that movie, other than Paul Rudd. No, no, no scenes will get a laugh out of you. And we watched this in New Zealand together. I remember, like, we we watched it in the camper van, right, yes. on, like a fifteen inch screen, <laughs> but. <Yeah. laughs> Which I guess could have been good, especially for, for, for like the dick swingings. <laughs> like a lot smaller. <laughs> I, I can't say I enjoyed it more the second watch through. I was just like, nah. Dang. Okay. Well, it sounds like we we, we can't change your opinion over here. You know, I, I, we tried. No, yeah, it's, uh, I'm pretty firm on that opinion. I want, I want my money. If you ever see Jason again, you, you let him know I want my money back for going to that theater. I spent 15 bucks or something. I want it back. <laughs> I feel like he wasted my time. <laughs> but you, you, made me, you made me think of, uh, I know like there's, there's one, I think with George Clooney, if I, I think he said if anyone came up to him and said, hey, I want my money back for Batman and Robin, he actually does do that. He provides the service of giving you the money back. Who in their right mind would ask him for that? that was, it's, <laughs> it's a classic. It's, it's one of those so bad it's good classics. No, I, I know he appreciates it because that movie probably shot him up to the roof of superstardom. But as the movie as a whole, you know, it's it's I have it's, no it's an it. unintentional comedy. I have no notes for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can't even be mad that movie. It's not even like a hot take. If you took a if you, if you look at it a certain way, it's it's, it's so, a great it's, movie. It's so bad, it's good. Yeah, it's, like just steer into just how bad it is, and you'll find yourself enjoying it. Well, I'll tell you what. If uh, if the two choices are Batman and Robin, or forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'll let you take a wild guess which one I'm choosing. 
Yeah, that's a would you rather question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really want to have like a contest of, of what movies to compare for Gang of Star Marshall, what you would pick over it. I don't really want to know. Uh. Moving on. I want to make sure the podcast stays alive. This is why. I don't want to get too upset. Okay, so now it's my turn. So the movie I hate, and I, I like how we're sticking the theme with comedies. Uh, so the movie I hate, and when I say hate, I mean it had. I think it does have like, like how Sleepy John said, where Paul Rudd was good, his scenes are good. I think there's two scenes from this movie that I really like, but the rest of the movie, shit, shit to me. It's just lazy shit, and that's Super Troopers. That's my Super choice. Troopers. Super yeah. Troopers. That's my hated movie. Yeah. And and the only two scenes I do like, and and I, I do I do come back to those scenes, and I feel like uh, sometimes they're memed a good bit, I guess. But it's the, it's the very first scene where they pull out pull over those those guys who are extreme. Or they they took wait, was it shrooms or they weed? I think it was, I think it was mushrooms. Yeah. It was mushrooms. Yeah. They eat all the stat the whole stash of mushrooms and just their dialogue and how they're freaking out in front of the cops and the cops are fucking with him back. I'm like, this is solid. This is great. But what sucks is I hate how you have a comedy where your best scene is the beginning of the movie. And then when nothing else matches to that, it really kind of, I don't know, you kind of notice it more and you kind of get, and I got irritated with some of the jokes that were happening where they kept, you know, kind of using the same jokes over and over again. I was like, well, the first time wasn't funny. So I guess the fifth time it's not going to be funny. (laughs) But, but the other scene I really like, and I think it's funny every time. And I think it's because the, the, the character sells it so well. And I believe him and I'm like, and I want this to be provided for him. It's when he asked for that leader of cola. (laughs) <laughs> I was, I, that was, so was that that was Farva, wasn't it? That yes, Farva. Yeah. Yes. And what, what about yeah. the, uh, the shenanigans scene? Yeah, it's where I got a little pistol with these guys. I don't know. It didn't speak to me like, uh, like, like those two scenes. Right, and he's like, he's like, he's like, that looked like spit to you. Yeah, and then like that's not even the thing that like gets him going. <laughs> That was a good scene. I mean, I, I mean, it. James, I know you love quotability of movies, and that's a very quotable movie. Is it? It is. Oh, but I, I, I like when it's like a good written quote, you know, not something that I feel like they, for, they try for, to beat for, with a dead horse. For example, what, give us again, what's a good written quote that you that you prefer? A good written quote? Yeah, that you prefer. <laughs> like, like, okay, so we, we could even go from, from Elephant to Star Marshall. Like, you know, like, I am quoting, like, Paul Rudd. <laughs> when he's a, like, the great line is, like, when life gives you lemons, just say, fuck the lemons and bail. Like, that's beautiful. You don't find that poetic. Poetic. You don't think that's a lazy line? No, I don't. Because it's so simple, but yet so effective. That's what it is. To be honest, Paul Rudd is fucking great. He's, he's hilarious. He's great. I feel like if he wasn't in there, you wouldn't even like the movie. Let's be real. No, because I, 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 I still go back to that that scene where he's teaching Jason Siegel how to surf. That's like that. That scene is so quote. We, we quote that all the time. But that's what I mean. Like, like, he's Paul Rudd. Wait, what are you saying? 
I said that's what I mean. Like, it needs Paul Rudd. Like, if I feel like if he wasn't in there, I, I'm not saying you would hate the movie, but it, it would, it wouldn't, I don't even think it'd be in the top 100. You know what I mean? Like, it'd go from the top 20 to forget, forgotten. Cause I, I think that that's what I would say about Super Troopers. It's, it's not a, like, I, I remember being Paul Rudd. Is that what you're saying? Super Troopers huh? Paul Rudd. It does, yes. Yeah. And then, and then it would, Paul it would Rudd would Super Troopers. Yeah. Even though it, it does have Brian Cox, and, and, it, and I do have a much more appreciation for Brian Cox ever since watching him in, in Succession. But you know, he, he's he's Brian Cox. Like he's that's a character he plays in so many different roles. He, you know, he's basically the James Conn of the movie. You know? <laughs> so, so Emily, another question here is: Do you just not like? I can't remember the, name of the comedy trip off the top of my head. Oh, do you just not like them? And you're general? talking about uh, Broken Lizard. Yeah, Broken Lizard. So no, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. Because I do, I, I like Beer Fest more okay. than Super Troopers. That, that's where I was going with it, because you wouldn't have Beer Fest without Super Troopers. That's true. But I, I, I feel like Beer Fest is more consistently funny, and I like the, the way they structured that movie. It was a good build-up, and, and there's a lot of great, you know, the, all, all the side guys, especially when they played Germany. I thought Germany was like, I, I do like Beer Fest more than Super Troopers. You do. But Super Troopers, to me, is just one of those, like, cult classics. Okay. Like... Well, see, growing up, that was like the movie everybody quoted. Growing up, like all the lines coming from there, so it's like I can't not like it. Well, also, I have to, even though I hate how I'm saying this, I hate how I'm telling you this, but I feel like someone Breaking Bad me with Super Troopers. <laughs> Vindication. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I, I tried watching it twice too, and I had the same the same thoughts. Wait, have you ever finished it? Yeah, I finished, of course. Yeah, it's, it, it means easy movie to get through. It's also a chore at the same time. So, that's what I think about Super Troopers. Um, you guys aren't changing my, my my opinion on this. I'm sorry. But so, sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah. If it helps, I didn't like the sequel. But I'm really glad you brought up the, uh, the sequel to Super Troopers because I feel like that's an ongoing theme with these Hollywood films where they think they can take these comedies and then over 10 years later come out with a sequel that's I mean, when has it worked out? Uh, I mean, I think of Anchorman 2. That that, that kind of sucked. The Mask, like, Dumb and Dumber. Wait, wait, the, oh, wait. The, the Mask? I, yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh, Dumb yeah. and Dumber? Was, yeah. it, was yeah. it Dumb and Dumber uh-huh. 2? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and then we had we had Zoolander 2. There was a Zoolander 2? Right. That, no that's the reaction I was over. Speaking, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of great Will Ferrell movies, though, Zoolander, come on. Zoolander's a great Will Ferrell. Ugatu is one of his best characters. Come on. It is. And that, and that was before Elf. That was. It was before Elf. <laughs> supporting actor. You know? he yeah, was, no, he was supporting. He was. But 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 you see what I mean? And, and so I just heard yesterday that they're going to be making a dodgeball too. Oh, I did see that, but Vince Vaughn is going to be in it. So He's not going to be in no, it. No, it's said he is. Oh, he is. He yeah, is. Yeah, he's in it. Okay, well. It saves it a little bit. You know, there's potential. Why would he not be in it? Of course, he's, we know he's going to be in it. I don't know. It, well, uh, that, that's one of my favorites of like... Like favorite comedies of all time. I, I'm oh, actually kind of. I'm kind of sad to hear they're yeah, making a sequel. I, I don't see it working. There's <laughs> there's no hot takes with dodgeball. That's for sure. I'm just trying to think of like what else you can do. I mean, I guess instead of a Vegas tournament, you're like some world tournament. Like you just make it bigger. I can th- I can think of one comedy sequel that actually worked. Twenty Two Jump Street. 
But that was two years but, after but, the first but, one. But it also played on itself of it knew it was a sequel to yes. a comedy. And it's like, all right, we're going to do the same thing as last time. Yes. And that and those two, I, have, I even have a hard time picking which one I like better. Because I think they're both phenomenal in their, own, in their own right. Especially because of how they make fun of sequel in the second one. Perfectly. But that we can't count that one because that one's only two years older from the first one. And so I'm proven wrong when it were comedy over 10 years old is actually good. It'd be nice for Dodgeball to break the curse. That would be great. And I feel like maybe maybe Vince Vaughn will wait for the right script or help with the script and make sure that, that it is. But, you know, I'm sure it would come out like a year or two. But anyway. Anyway. Now that we covered all that, you guys feeling okay? You, you, you got everything you wanted to off your chest? Because I did. It, it does feel quite therapeutic, like, just speaking about the movies you hate. You just want the world to know. They need the, to know. That's the only movie you don't like. That's <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I typically do like a lot of movies. But there, are, there there's a few I don't. But as far as, as Seth and C.P. John go, I think they probably hate a lot more than I do. So I kind of want them to take over for now and tell us some more that they hate. Uh, so, Seth, do you want to start off? Sure, I'll give you one. I, I, I do need your takes on this. Okay. All right. The Hangover. What? The Hangover. Ooh. The first time I saw it, hilarious. But the entire movie relied on the shock value of not knowing what was going to go on. So after the first time and you know what's going to happen, not funny at all. Well, but the first time I, it made you laugh. The first, the first time it made me laugh, but then you go back to try to rewatch it. And it's just like, no, I don't enjoy this at all. Huh. It's not funny anymore. I know what's going to happen. You know, I know Mike Tyson's going to pop out of here. I know there's a tiger. I know there's, you know, Ken Jong going to do something mm. crazy. I love all those scenes. And actually, in college, that was my most rewatched movie. I, I think it has zero rewatch value. Really? I, I think those characters are just so lovable. And you kind of like, you see yourself in one of these characters, or maybe a few. I mean, come on. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I, I I do believe that I think because of how dedicated those characters are, and I we can all relate to being in Vegas, relate to being at a bachelor party, relate to something's going to be going wrong. You're going to miss somebody. Someone might die. I think that's what that's what helps the relate like or the replayability. How just watching it over and over is uh, each time I think is great. I I will say one thing: I don't think it needed two sequels. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't enjoy either one of the sequels. I was surprised you watched no. both. I did. I did. You did. No, because like I said, the first one, the first watch through, really funny. So I was like, oh, maybe the magic will be back. First walk through, watch through might be funny. No. Man. I, I, I'm surprised I didn't know that about you. Yeah, to me, like the whole thing relies on the shock value of like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they did a good job of like of up yeah, in the air. It all it all escalates, and yes. you're just like, all right, there's nothing they're not going to do. Like everything is open, and then once you know, it's like, yeah, all right. That that movie fundamentally changed a song for me, though. Do you, do you remember the scene with uh, Mike Tyson? And then, oh, and yes. then that in the air, and I can be Yeah, I'm sure that that song had, had a lot more, uh, people bought that a lot more on iTunes. And I it, it started the meme, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time I hear that song now, it just, 
mean, yeah, I can't, you and, can't help you and everyone else have a similar yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You watched that in theaters too? I did. You I did. did see that in theaters? Yeah. It was yeah. That, that was a very memorable theater watch. That whole theater was dying. Um, I, say, I, I can't believe I didn't know that about you. Yeah, some you're not gonna know. Some you do know. Some you don't. Okay. All right. Well, well, I, I don't want to harp on that one too much because uh, I'm still bamboozled by it. <laughs> so, Seth, you had another one. I have, I have a couple. I have a couple. Um, first one is Ratatouille. How what did that oh, shit. an Oscar? I wow. think Ratatouille is like is top five Pixar movies of all time. You, you know, actually, you know how it won an Oscar? The, the closest competition it had was a B movie. Two, wait, this is 2007, right? 2007. You're the movie year, yeah. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes, Ratatouille came out in 2007, y'all. Yes, it did. <laughs> I don't know why I'm even pretending like, I don't know. Like, like, the main villain of that movie isn't a villain. He's just a food critic who wants food not cooked by a rat. Oh, and I think that is probably one of the best scenes Pixar ever did. Uh, we'll get we'll, we'll remembering that. his childhood. At yes, the end. absolutely. But like, my heart sunk. There's, there, there's no, there's no villain in it. But the conflict of the movie is, wait, the, I the, don't. The, wait, the villain's the uh, is is the the uh, the the, uh, the the owner, or the, the, ang- owner. the angry chef. Yeah, the angry chef, the little guy. Yeah, but it yeah. seems more like comic relief to me. But but because he's always just, but he's a comic relief. I mean, he's a always, good comic relief. He's always goofing up. All his DVDs fans like, ah oh, man, I missed him yes. again. Like, yeah. and it's like that's not a villain. He's but, com- he's comic relief. He's he, team. He's team Rocket. He's team. Okay, I mean, you know, he's a little. I guess he, I guess he got actually got shit done other than Team Rocket. I mean, he did get the health inspector there, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> they tied him up. They tied him up and they almost got away with it. Dang damn it. It was for you meddling kids. <laughs> so you, you didn't like you didn't like Ratatouille. Did you like Raccoonatouille? <laughs> uh, uh, he has not seen that movie. <laughs> oh, okay. And I don't think I want to. I have not seen that. And I like I have not seen everything everywhere all at once, but I want to. He will. He will I watch want it. To. I held on to James's DVD copy of that for like two months. Just didn't watch it. <laughs> he was like, uh, "Hey, he's like, hey, have you watched it yet? Someone else wants to watch the good news. The good news is Josh has watched it. So I can okay, watch about right, it. Okay. I was about you're, it. you're never gonna see it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I'm sure we I'll end up on streaming sometime, but I want you to see it sooner than later. I, for one, love Ratatouille. I think, especially like you, you can you can tell you can tell a shift in quality with Pixar, especially nowadays. And I, I know with uh, Ratatouille, it was the same director who did The Incredibles. And the Incredibles actually is my favorite. The Incredibles movie. is great. And it's just that movie, like out of out of all the back Pixar, to it. out of all the Pixar movies, it's just like why is why did I don't know like, it, why pick that one? It, it, you know what else? The, the, and like it has its own area at Epcot now, and it has its own ride. And it's a whole thing. It's like I'm out actually of all su- the things you could pick to build off of. I'm surprised. Movie. I'm surprised you, you don't like it, especially because you have you love the actor who plays. I love Pat Nelson. Love Pat Nelson. The the director who did Ratatouille also did The Incredibles, also did The Iron Giant, which we talked about earlier. Well, you know, not everybody is all hits all the time. Right. Well, I don't think he, I don't think he's all hits. Well, I think he was all hits up until a point, point. and I think Ratatouille was that past his tenth movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're full circle. Here we go. <laughs> um, I I think Ratatouille has like the like some of the most heart like Pixar has portrayed in in their movies. And as far as it, it, we we can't not talk are, about the animation not, style, especially not, with the music. Is, is not every Pixar movie about heart? 
Well, I mean, like, some are just done better than others. Heart and friendship. Heart and friendship. <laughs> and overcoming the odds. Yeah. Is that not the core theme well, through all of Pixar? Well, especially, we, we, we hold, like, a higher standard when it comes to Pixar movies than, like, any other, uh, any other, I guess, animation studio, I'd say. And we, we expect nothing but greatness. And when you have, like, Ratatouille, I feel like, is, is like, top tier. I, I do feel like they had like a renaissance in the 2000s of like perfection, except for Cars. Yeah, I guess Cars was probably the weak link in, the, in that decade. But um, the first Cars, the first I don't know about that. The first, the, all the sequels. Sure. No, as far as like what came out that decade, they were. All, I think they're all like almost to like perfect to almost perfect. And then, um, but but Rad Tui, I, I mean, Sleepy John, is there a take you have for Rad Tui? Like. I feel like I don't want to sing his praises too much. Like, bring me down a little bit. All right, so uh, I've never seen it. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <man. laughs> well, we, 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 we need that third take, right. then. We need it. Is this the homework? <laughs> That's the homework for you, Sleepy John. Red Tilly. <laughs> I, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so great. I know, I know. Um, all right, and the other, the other one I want to touch on was Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, this is doubtfire. Okay. Right. Nothing, no joke lands for me in that entire movie. That's a hot take. I was not expecting. No, no joke lands. No joke lands. Okay, so nothing about Robin Williams, like especially how much like he puts himself to to I mean, gain he, garner he, certain he, laughs. He gives everything to all of his roles. Yes, I, he I'm does. Not, not gonna knock his performance at all. It's just you know, eh. It's like, you know, his wife gets mad at him for having a petting zoo inside the house when she told him he not did, to. He did seem like and a pretty it, out of control father. And it's just like, I mean, that's pretty reasonable to get mad at him for that. Yes. And he's acting like the victim because of it. It's like, no, you just had a petting zoo in your house. It's and, funny you say that because I, I, I am thinking more about what he does before he becomes Mrs. Doubtfire. And it, it is... It is some things that were like, and, and that fact, could end a marriage. But the, the, the <laughs> fact that his number one plan A for getting to see his kids more is, I'm going to dress up as a fake nanny. And it's like, I mean, I mean, I get it. It's a movie. It's a comedy. It's supposed to be weird. But I don't know. It doesn't just it doesn't hit with me. I'm like really <laughs> thinking about the movie more, and I'm like even thinking about some lines. It gets problematic when you get older. It, when, it you're, when, you're, when you're a kid, you're just like, yeah, come on, goofy, fun dad, win. But when you're older, you're like, you know what, that's, that's kind of messed up. Uh, yeah, and you kind of, I, I, as time goes on, I kind of feel more for uh, Pierce Brosnan's character. In that <laughs> one. He, he just looked like, like a legitimate a dude. And so like, I, was, like, I, was, <laughs> I was talking to my wife about that when I said I was going to bring this up. And she's like, I mean, he does send a married woman flowers who's his ex-girlfriend and was like, hey, I'm in town. Let's meet up. Like, okay. Little scummy move right there. But, like, he genuinely goes out of his way to try to have a relationship with her kids. And, you know. True. He does and just feel like he. To be clear, this is a woman that has, I think it was three kids, right? Like, that's. Yes. It's a and he's. Yeah, three kids. He's, three kids. He's. Pierce Brosnan in his prime. Like, that was know, right yeah. before, before GoldenEye. And, like, that's the thing. And then he's also, like, he never even meets Robin Williams' character until the very end of the movie. 
That's true. And the only the only bad thing he ever says about him is like, oh yeah, her ex husband's kind of a loser because he's basing that off of only what he's been told by the ex wife. Yeah, and who else would talk to Also, that, right? at the dinner, Robin Williams guy tries to kill Pierce Brosnan. He knows he's allergic to pepper, and he puts pepper in his dinner. So, I mean... This is the murder? Uh, yeah, so, you know, it, like I said, when it doesn't... Thank, thank God he saved his life. It doesn't age well, you know? It's like the, like the older you get, when you look back at it, you're like, that movie... Yeah, there's some messed up stuff in there. Yeah, it's a... Look, I, I haven't seen I don't want to rewatch it now. Uh, I never want to rewatch it. When did it come out? Like, was it like 93 or something? 93. Yeah, I haven't seen it since then. No, that'd be boring. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, like, I will say that I was I was googling some stuff about it, and apparently in the original script, Pierce Brosnan guy was supposed to be like a dick, a huge dick. Yeah, like, oh, okay. he was like planning on like packing up and sending the kids to boarding school, and like gonna like I don't know. There's a whole there's a whole run of things that it's just like he was faking being nice, and it's like oh, once we once we're together, I'm gonna change everything, and you're just gonna be stuck with me, like that kind of guy. But they decided uh... to change it because Pierce Brosnan is so charming. Yeah, yeah. You, you, like you can't, you can't make Pierce Brosnan back. Oh, all right. Well, thank you for bringing that up because now you gave Stevie John some homework. All right, good. You're watching Brown right, oh, what, What's yours though? Wait, yeah. So, what's my homework? Seth, do you do you not have a recommendation for James? You are the the guest of honor this oh, time, man. so I feel like you've had some things what, that you've been wanting me to watch. What, I have What do I, I want to torture you with? Okay, it doesn't have I like to torture. <laughs> I do. It can, it can be a little torture. Uh, Not all torture. So, Seth, you have something for me? I do. I'm throwing it back to the beginning when you and you and Sleepy John were talking about your music videos. Yeah. There's a music video. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of the song itself, but the music video is so cool. It's Knights of Sidonia by Muse. Okay. Um, Do I? I know the song. You probably heard the song before. It was on Guitar Hero and all that, like okay. back in the day. But like, I think I said, like the song's fine, but the music video is so cool. It's like a space western with like robots. It's it's all kinds of crazy. I'm surprised I haven't seen this. It's all kinds of crazy antics going on in there, and it's it's so cool. And I really want you to see it. Okay. Because I I was sitting here, I watched that uh, the Iron Maiden one with you. Yes. And it just reminded me of that a lot. I was like, all right some crazy stuff going on so that, that's what i want you to do okay uh, you, you like that cp john so we'll, we'll, we'll switch it up and have a uh, one movie and then one music video review huh mm. so you're giving me more homework is what you're saying exactly yeah mm. i mean if you i i would have given you the same thing but yeah you, you ever done like more. a you ever done like a group project before <laughs> One person gets a lot more work. I, 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 always, I always tended to be the guy who just, I couldn't be reached. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never replied to our group text. It's like, oh, man, my phone died. <laughs> um, you got me covered, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, but we, I, I, I'm doing you a favor, for real, by you watching Ratatouille. Seth might not think so. But I do think okay, it's going to be the best. Okay. Yeah, form, form your opinion. Yes, form yeah, your opinion. form your own. All right. Sounds so, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so that's I, it. I that's it for that. this week's... Okay, good. I'm glad. But that's it for this week's show. Seth, thank you for being our first guest on the CB Games Podcast. I feel honored. 
I think yeah, it was, uh, it was really awesome having you on, buddy. This, this was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we look forward to probably having you on again. Definitely um, come back. Let me know. Oh, for sure. And we will make sure to continue the theme of probably every uh, uh, every ten weeks or so. We're still trying to figure it out. We're, we're not going to end up like Quinn Tarantino. Don't worry. <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> so. Is there anything you want to end off with, CB John? Anything you want to say, Seth, before before we let him go? No, like I said, uh, it, it was awesome having you on. Thank you for coming, and uh, yeah, I, I'd be thrilled to have you back in the future. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. It was, like I said, it was a good time. Uh, it's nice talking to you again. It's been a while. Yeah, for sure, man. Have to come down and do some more golfing in Baltimore. Oh yes, definitely. Oh, that is that is much needed. And and for when we finally do our live show. Uh, gotta do your listener meetup yes exactly yeah we'll, we'll have a whole crowd all the followers but anyway that is it for the show today so thanks again guys but uh everyone else good night cheers